Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Listen to it fizz. First aid for relief from headache, Alka-Seltzer. For relief from acid indigestion, Alka-Seltzer. For relief from cold discomfort, Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids with the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Hello, everyone. Well, say, we're mighty happy to have you here in school this afternoon, friends, because this promises to be a battle royal. Yes, it's the Quiz Kids versus five members of the Kiwanis Club of Chicago. Now, these prominent business and professional men represent Kiwanis International, and this special Quiz Kids program is a tribute to National Kids Day to be observed next Saturday, September 23rd. We'll hear more about this later from the president of Kiwanis International. But right now, it's time for school to begin. So, attention, quiz kids and Kiwanians. Here we go with roll call. First, a quiz kid, then a Kiwanian. All right, Patrick. I'm Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 13 years old, and I'm a freshman at Calumet High School in Chicago. Mr. Malin. George C. Malin of George C. Malin, printing craftsman. And I'm from good old Galesburg High School. <laughs> Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 14 years old, and I'm a sophomore at Main Township High School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Mr. Crummer? I'm Bill Crummer. I'm with the telephone company, and I got a lot of good numbers. I hope they do me some good today. <laughs> Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 14 years old, and I'm a junior at Roosevelt High School. Mr. Paul? Phil Paul, I'm with Sears Roebuck and Company. I merchandise and sell radios and television. I'm convinced I should stay to selling them. <laughs> Brenda. I'm Brenda Liebling. I'm six years old. I'm in high first in gas school, Chicago, Illinois. Mr. Ewers. Ray Ewers of Elmhurst, Illinois, representing Universal Potteries Incorporated, Cambridge, Ohio. And I think perhaps this afternoon that I can give you some advanced information on the five guests next week on It Pays to Be Ignorant. (laughs) (laughs) Melvin. I'm Melvin Miles. I'm seven years old, and I go to Nord Park School, Chicago, Illinois. And Mr. Westerfield. Harry Westerfield, the National Association of Manufacturers. I hope I can go home after this is over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fine. Now the competition begins. So on your toes, contestants, for here's your first question. You've heard of the ECA and the ERP, but what does A-R-E stand for? Ray? That's my name, A. Raymond Ewers. Well, what do you know about that? (laughs) Well, now, looky here, you you quiz kids are going to have to watch out. Yes, sir. One of our adult boards uh, even knows his own name. <clears throat> All right, now here's one from Miss Agnes Lomix of uh, Fall River, Massachusetts. Add one letter to the name of the United States president associated with the Oregon Treaty, and you'll have the name of a dance. Joel. Uh, that'd be uh, Polk Polka. 
That's right, Polk, Polka. That's very good. Now, right here, I want to remind you quiz kids and you Kowalians that first hand up now gets first chance to answer. And when you answer correctly, our sponsor, the makers of Alka-Seltzer, sends a Zenith portable radio to the person who sent in the question. See? Now, this is the super-powered transoceanic Zenith that gives worldwide reception no matter where you are. And take it from me, it's a dandy. On the other hand, when the question is missed, our sponsor gives the sender of the question a choice between a Zenith television set and a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination. The television set is that wonderful Zenith Buchanan with a new super range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance. It has the sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large Zenith console radio phonograph is a real beauty. It plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. And friends, remember, when you send in your questions, address them to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. All right, now let's get back to schoolwork here. Try this question from Mrs. Doris Martin of Chicago. You will be given clues which should enable you to identify three sweethearts found in fact or fiction. This first sweetheart never got to have a honeymoon at all because the ring he carried around brought him so much bad luck that he was finally killed by a spear in his back during a hunting trip. And you must get two out of three on this. All right, let's see, Brenda. Well, that would be Siegfried. And Siegfried was on a hunting party, and when um, some two doves came along... Um, Hagen asked him what the dove said, and then when he he was telling him, he um, he took a spear he took a spear and um, killed him in the back, and that was in the, um, in the, um, that was um, that was by Richard Wagner, and it was in the Twilight of the Gods. That's right, Brenda. That's my girl. Well, we got the first part. Here's the second part. What famous American must have had two honeymoons because he married his wife twice, once in Virginia and once in Kentucky? Uh, Joel? Well, that'd be Andrew Jackson, and uh, the woman's name was Rachel Robards. That's because, right. Because uh, the uh, first time he married her, he found out that her first husband had said he'd gotten a divorce but hadn't, so he had to uh, marry her all over again. That's and that right. caused him uh, trouble with, in his po- with his political enemies. That's yeah. right, Joel. That's right. <laughs> At this point, I would like to remind our competition that they're in this too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the third part. Who was accompanied on his honeymoon by 45 brothers? All right. No hands up. Uh, Bill? I guess that's me. <laughs> well, you are right, Bill, but explain now for the benefit. Well, I don't know how you found this out, but... Uh... Uh, we have ways and means. Now, come on, explain. At one time, I was national president of my college fraternity, and the national convention was in San Francisco. So being of Scotch ancestry, I uh, thought I would save some honeymoon expense by uh, taking my bride to... San Francisco on the convention trip, which we did. And I'll get even with her when I get home. (laughs) 
Oh, that's all right. Now, here's an idea. This idea sent in by Mrs. May Carter of New York should be very entertaining. We're, uh, we're going to go way back and see how good you contestants are at identifying songs that were popular long before you quiz kids were even born. Howard Peterson at the organ will play part of an old-timer, and you are not only to give the title, but also tell within three years of when it first made a hit. All right, Howard, let's go. Harry? Yes, sir, that's my baby. That's right, so? <laughs> and uh, that, was that was just about 1927. Well, that's good enough for me. It was really 1925, but I said within three years, so that's very good. Howard, let's have the next one. Toot, toot, tootsie, goodbye. Here, I must remind you, you must hold your hand up when you want to talk, see? All right, Lonnie? Let's well, toot, toot, tootsie, goodbye. So? Let's see, I'm not... <laughs> I don't remember when it first came out. I oh, would you know, say uh... about... Uh... <laughs> I believe it was about 1922, though. Uh, 1922, right on the nose. Goodbye. All right, here's number three. Harry? Peggy O'Neill. Peggy O'Neill? And I'd call that one for... 1920. 1920? Well, you're only one year off. It's 1921. That's very good. And... Here's number four. Phil? Ain't she sweet? That's right, and... Uh, 1918. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> 1918, huh? Lonnie? I think it's earlier than that. I think it's about 1912. Oh, no. No. Pat? Well, I take guess and say it's about 1925. Well, I'm going to accept that one. Uh, 1927 was the year, so you're only two years off. Say, um, Mr. Westerfield, you seem to know uh, quite a bit about the old song. Suppose you give us a sample of one in uh, way back when style. How about it? <laughs> you got me there. Got the, uh, listen to. The only thing I can think of right now is one of those. Let's see. April showers. Well, how about uh, uh, one of these that we've just heard uh, on the program here? Ain't she sweet, Peggy O'Neill? Tootsie, yes, sir. Let's try Ain't She Sweet just for the fun of it. Ain't she sweet? See her coming down the street. Now I ask you very confidentially, ain't she sweet? Anybody like to dance? Ain't she nice? Look her over once or twice. Now I ask you very confidentially, ain't she nice? Just cast an eye. Ah! Yes, You just listened to Crooner Westerfield. That's all right. He couldn't eat with it, though. Well, teams, I'll tell you, this has been a good start, and now I'm going to give you a minute to catch your breath while Bob Murphy has a word with you folks out there listening in who have never tried Alka-Seltzer for relief from the pain of a headache. Yes, friends, and I just want to say that you're missing out on mighty fast, mighty effective relief if you don't take Alka-Seltzer when you're feeling miserable with a headache. I, I mean that. Alka-Seltzer contains one of the world's most effective pain-relieving agents, sodium acetyl salicylate. In Alka-Seltzer, this wonderful pain reliever is ready to go right to work to help relieve your headache. All we ask you to do is try it. 
Alka-Seltzer will do the rest. Yes, next time you're feeling logy and miserable with a headache, just drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets into water, watch those thousands of tiny bubbles swirl up in your glass, and then drink this sparkling solution. See how soon you begin to feel better. I repeat, all we ask you to do is give Alka-Seltzer a try. If you're not satisfied with the fast, effective relief it gives, you get your money back. That's Alka-Seltzer in the friendly blue and white package at all drugstores. Thank you, Robert, my boy. And now, on with our battle of brains. Mrs. Catherine Henderson of San Francisco, California, is making a collection of poems about animals. She wants to know if any of you know any poem about an animal that she might add to her collection. Uh, Melvin? Well, uh, well, in the animal store, there were uh, plenty of animals. Plenty? Well, let's say... In the poem, well, there was a monkey and a dog, well... So she could really uh, have a lot of them there. Oh, a lot of animals. I see. Well, all right then, uh, Brenda. There's Ding Dong Dell, pussies in the well, and there's Tom Tom the Piper's son stole a pig and away he ran. Oh, those are both very good. Uh huh. Lonnie? Well, there's one, the lion is a kingly beast. He likes a Hindu for a feast and so forth. Also, there's one about the vulture by Hilary Belloc. Oh. Also, I never saw a purple cow. I never hoped to see one, yeah. but I can tell you, anyhow, I'd rather oh. see them be one. Well, fine. Now, wait a minute. Uh, the uh, adult board's coming live over here, Harry. <laughs> can we get a song in there like a Where, Where's My Little Dog Gone? Well, that's all right. Sure, that's Another fine. Another song. Huh? All right, Bill. Old MacDonald had a farm. Oh, yeah, a lot of animals <laughs> in that song. <laughs> and uh, let's see, Pat. Have well, you got... it might be the owl and the pussy cat, or tiger, tiger, burning bright. And Very good. Melvin, night. have you thought of another one, son? Well, the lion and the mouse. Oh, the lion and the mouse, uh-huh. Well, and Brenda, she thought of another one, too. The raven. The what? The raven. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. All right, fine. Well, I guess we've uh, taken, uh, taken care of Mrs. Henderson's request uh, uh, quite capably there, and uh, it should be a big help to her. Now, here's a question, and it's from Mrs. Shirley Martin of San Francisco, California. Uh, who had to beat the following men to become champion? Who beat Jess Willard? Harry? Jack Dempsey. Jack Dempsey is right, huh? Who beat Chick Harbert? Who beat Chick Harbert? Lonnie. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Chandler Harbert, <coughs> wasn't it? Huh? Chick Harbert. Pat. Henry Ransom. Henry Ransom is correct. And who beat Charlie Tuttle? Who beat Charlie Tuttle? It must be me, George C. Malin. <laughs> well, good for you, <laughs> Mr. Malin. I thought that was going to clear over your head. <laughs> Say, wait a minute, something new has been added. Who's ringing the cowbell over there? <laughs> we got to celebrate once in a while. Oh, you got to <laughs> celebrate, huh? Well, Mr. Malin, uh, George, can you brief us on uh, this uh, Charlie Tuttle uh, match uh, between well, you? Well, for four years, I've been trying to win the championship of the ping pong tournament at the LaSalle Street Club. Is that the national championship? No, the oh. city. Oh, the city. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I won me. this last year and defeated Charlie Tuttle in the finals. You won? Yes. Well, now, tell me, uh, is it true that uh, 
Well, that Charlie unfortunately had a sore elbow at the time. <laughs> I think he, he was on crutches, too. He was on crutches? <laughs> well, it must have been a walk away for you, then. <laughs> All right. Here's a question from Miss Helen Nitsche of McCoquita, Iowa, and it sounds as if it's on a subject more familiar to you adults than to the quiz kids because it deals with materials used in men's wearing apparel. Now, I'm going to give you some clues, and you are to tell me what fabric it suggests. First, the name of an American politician who became the first boss of Tammany Hall. Joel? That'd be Boss Tweed. That's right, William Marcy Tweed. Uh-huh. And how about a Florida East Coast resort? Uh... What fabric does that lend itself to? We had tweed. Ray? Would that be Miami Beach? Oh, no, but you're warm. Bill? Palm Beach? Palm Beach, that's the boy, yeah. The largest of the Channel Islands. The largest of the Channel Islands. Joel? A Guernsey? No, no. Oh, then it'd be Jersey. Jersey is right. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time to hear from our guest. And it's a great pleasure for me to introduce the president of Kiwanis International, Mr. Don H. Murdoch of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Mr. Kelly, I am happy to have this opportunity to thank the Quiz Kids and their sponsor, the makers of Alka-Seltzer, for paying tribute to Kiwanis International on the occasion of our second annual observance of National Kids Day, which will be observed next Saturday, September the 23rd. On this day, the majority of our 3,150 Kiwanis clubs in the United States and Canada will be engaged in activities and fundraising events for the benefit of underprivileged children. For more than 35 years, Kiwanians have been assisting underprivileged children. We are convinced that all boys and girls must be given every opportunity to preserve and enjoy our way of life, a way of life that is precious to all of us. Help them to help themselves has long been the philosophy of Kiwanians everywhere. Through community-wide participation in the observance of National Kids Day, it will be possible to enlarge this program tremendously so that many more boys and girls will receive the help they need. Won't you, therefore, find out about National Kids Day observance in your community? Contact your local Kiwanis Club and offer your help in making Saturday, September the 23rd, a great day for the kids. May I take this opportunity to thank you in advance for your splendid support. Thank you, Mr. Murdoch. It was a pleasure to hear from you and learn more about this worthwhile project sponsored by Kiwanis International. I'm sure National Kids Day will have the support of all of our listeners. All right, back to more school now, kids. For this next question from Mrs. Herbert Koch of Azalea, Oregon, you are to pretend you are tuned in on a news commentator about 25 years ago. Now, you are one of those that has a crystal set and still take great pride in tuning in the news on it, but, of course, the static often drowns out the main gist of the commentator. Now, from what you hear, try to identify the event. The next item is one that will certainly go down in history. It is the expedition with 30 men, four airplanes, and 100 dogs. This is the first time such an expedition has been attempted, and it will cost about $800,000. Pat, 
Well, that might be uh, Perry's expedition to the North Pole, or Bird's. Well, now, which one? Uh, Bird. Bird's, that's absolutely right. Richard Evelyn Bird. All right, let's listen to this next one. And now, folks, here's an interesting item in today's news. The French begin the debt parley in capital today. Kylo may ask modified Dawes' plan. Tomorrow morning, the French finance minister, Joseph Kylo, and his deputy... Our secretary of the treasury. Joe? Uh, could that have anything to do with the uh, kellogg briand Treaty? No. Uh, this uh, took place back in 1925. So... Uh, the question, uh, the secretary, that is the main clue in this... Uh, our Secretary of the Treasury, Bill. Isn't that Secretary Mellon? That's right, Andrew W. Mellon. That's right. <laughs> now, this next question is a simple test in mathematics from Gertrude Stern of New Orleans, Louisiana. Of course, since all you gentlemen are successful businessmen, you are doubtless used to doing a quick mental arithmetic. So, I'll tell you what we want to do. Suppose we start out this question with everyone's hand up. And uh, if any of you should lose out in uh, working the problem as we go along, you may take your hand down. All right, now, everybody with their hand up. Everybody on both boards. Uh-huh. All right, now, here we go. Keep your hands up as long as you can. Take the number of days in the week plus two times 45. Add the number of baseball teams in both big leagues... Well, let's see. All the hands are up so far. No, there's Brenda's hands dropping down. Subtract the number of contestants on the program. Well, two more hands are missing. Add the number of the Prohibition Amendment. Subtract the number of holes in a donut. <laughs> That's a dandy, isn't it? <laughs> Divide by the number of Beethoven's Victory Symphony. Oh, look at the hands go down now. See, we have two. Harry, is your hand up or are you meditating there? I'm about unmeditated right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, square that number. Glad you left. Yeah, Harry's hand is down definitely now. Yeah. We have one hand left. Joel's hand, by the way. Divide by the atomic number of lithium. <laughs> Boy, what is the answer? All right, Joel. Well, I'm not too sure on this. Uh, oh, I think Beethoven's uh, Victory Symphony was the third, so that would make it... Uh... No, no, it was not. Wait a minute. Wait, uh, Lonnie has his hand up. Put it well, up, it's, it's the fifth. Fifth, that's right. So five. it's five. So, what's the total... What total did you have? Well, I, I uh, and using the, the Victory Symphony was around three steps back, but I know if it was the fifth, I uh, wound up with about 560. It would be approximately around three-fifths of that. So, uh, let's see, it would be in the uh, neighborhood of uh, between 330, around 335, 336, 337. No, no, no. Well, we lost out on this. But uh, Mrs. Gertrude Stern of New Orleans, Louisiana, does not lose out. She wins her choice of a Zenith radio phonograph combination or a fine Zenith television set for stopping the class on that one. The answer was 192. Well, 
The answer for this next question is all taken care of. Uh, you quiz kids and Kiwanians won't have to worry about it, but it's important, so let's listen. What do you take for relief from acid indigestion? Well, I'll tell you how it is with me, Mr. Murphy. By looking at me, you can't tell how much I like to eat. The little woman says she doesn't understand why I'm not a fat man. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, the wife's a mighty good cook. Sometimes, I let my enthusiasm for good food overrule my good judgment. In other words, I just eat too much. <laughs> of course, I shouldn't, but when I do and I get acid indigestion from it, <laughs> I know what to do. Yep. I just take Alka-Seltzer. And it's the easiest thing in the world to take. You just dissolve a couple of tablets in a glass of water, and quick as a wink, it's ready to drink. Say, you don't have to wait for relief with Alka-Seltzer, either. I notice you fellas on the radio call it fast, effective relief. Well, I like the word speedy, satisfying myself. But no matter what you call it, when you want relief from acid indigestion... Take my advice. Take Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> yes, friends, Alka-Seltzer can give you the kind of relief you want, and in a hurry, too. Try it once, and we believe you'll always depend on Alka-Seltzer for relief when acid indigestion causes discomfort. Get Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore in either the 30 or 60 cent size package. All right, now, quiz kids and Kiwanians, this final session will decide the winner. So let's give it everything. Mr. Crummer... This question from Mrs. Louise Johnson of Minneapolis, Minnesota sounds as if it is right down your alley since it has to do with the telephone company. You contestants are to describe a girl using terms associated with a telephone. Who would like to start this out? Brenda? Well, Joy Springs at my door. Well, that's a good starter, Pat. Well, she's a fast operator, and I gave her a jingle last night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And, Ray? I kind of like a beautiful mouthpiece. Oh, well, that's, that's fine. And, uh, Lonnie? Well, she uses her mouthpiece too much. Oh. And also, I'm, I'm at the end of my line about her. End of my line. Joel? Oh, well, you could say she's not a wrong number. Not a wrong number. All right, Harry? It's a good number. A good number. All right, Bill? Don't forget the voice with the smile. The voice with the smile. Brenda? Well, there's last time he, for my birthday, gave me such a lovely ring. Such a lovely ring. Oh, that's wonderful. Ray? When she talks to me, I could dial. Oh, now, Ray. You'd better ring the cowbell on that one. Yeah. You really reached out on the barrel for that one, Ray. Phil, you had your hand. Yeah, up. some good lines. Good lines? All right, Lonnie. I wouldn't exchange her for any other. Exchange? Oh, I get it. I get it. Yes. Oh, dear. Pat? She gave me a busy signal. Busy signal. <laughs> well, <laughs> of course, you know, uh, that's our bell. And I just want to say that uh, this was real competition. I'm sure the judges won't find it easy to name the winning team. We'll give them a few seconds to total the scores. And friends, while we're waiting, here's an important message. Mothers, here's why you should give your children one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. To have perfect health, normal growth, strong bones, and good teeth, to be alert in the classroom and on the playground... 
Children must get proper food and enough vitamins. Mothers, make sure your children get their vitamins. Give each member a one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day. This will furnish their needed supply of the essential vitamins. Guard them against vitamin deficiency disease. Be sure it's one-a-day brand multiple vitamins, the kind with the big one on the blue package. All right, uh, here's the, <clears throat> pardon me, the verdict. Which team won this afternoon? Well, the judges report that as a class you missed one question. And let's see. The quiz kids have a score of 136 and the Kiwanians 102. Well, what do you know about that? Well, uh, good for you. Uh, uh, yes, sir, it's really something to be on the winning side, yes, isn't it, kids? Uh-huh. And uh, you all put up a very good fight, and uh, our grown-ups were certainly good sports entering into the fun the way they did. Now, as usual, the quiz kids will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to uh, help them with their future education. And to you Kiwanians, our sponsor is sending each of you the finest little personal portable radio you ever saw. It's made by Zenith, and it's called the Zenette. Uh, this is our way of saying thank you for participating so splendidly this afternoon. Yes, this has been another great session in our Quiz Kids classroom. Now, next Sunday, we're going to welcome an out-of-town Quiz Kid to our board, a winner from one of the local Quiz Kids programs, 13-year-old Alan Goldman from Syracuse, New York. We like to have all of you folks here in school and on time, too. So plan to be with us, won't you? Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing class. Goodbye, kids. Goodbye, Mr. Kelly. Goodbye, Kawanians. Goodbye, Goodbye Mr. Kelly. <laughs> Kids Coast to Coast every Sunday afternoon and see and hear Alka-Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. Part of the preceding program was transcribed and this is Bob Murphy speaking. When it's the Falcon, three chimes mean good times on NBC. <laughs>